0: Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. I'm Michael Anderson, and today we have the best of the Big Money show. It's the highlights from the past six months. We hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by GEICO Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You can save up to 15%. Call Greg Mock of GEICO Local Office.
1: Michael Anderson, Chief Investment Officer at Maranatha Financial. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Maranatha's investments on this program. All opinions expressed by participants on this program are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Maranatha Financial or its affiliates. For more information, visit Maranatha.com.
2: It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to maranatha.com. And now here's your host, Michael Anderson.
0: Welcome to the program today. We've had some fantastic interviews And we're going to bring the best of those to you today. So let's get right into those interviews. Our first clip is with Bruce Stinsley and Assemblymember Jackie Irwin talking about public-private partnerships and what they created at CSU Channel Islands.
3: First is leadership both in the education community and the elected officials in Ventura County. Assemblywoman Jackie Irwin, in particular, getting an engineering program established out at Cal State Channel Islands. It's a huge piece. Manufacturing engineering jobs are in high value and high opportunity around here. Getting more investment in engineering took a great collaboration between education, politics, and industry, which said, we need it, and this is what it looks like. Another one would be Cal Lutheran University, partnering with a number of private sector folks creating what they call Hub 101, an entrepreneurship center. It's tough to attract new businesses here. You can only grow your existing businesses so much. So growth is about taking smart ideas and expanding those into new businesses through entrepreneurship. Both Cal Lutheran and Cal State Channel Islands are very involved. And a third would be a ton of investment through the Ventura County Office of Education and the Community College District, what are called Career Pathways Partnerships which figures out how to get into the middle schools, the high schools, get business inside that curriculum and help kids understand the practical application of the skills they're learning. The learning they're getting in school and how that might translate the opportunity when they get out of school.
0: That's great, well said. You saw that there was a lack of access to engineering here in Ventura County and you took some action and had some success with that. Can you share with us what you did and how you kind of made some changes there?
4: Channel Islands did a survey um, a number of years ago and found that we were about 200 engineering positions short in the um, in Ventura County because the military is, needs engineers and a lot of our our local companies like like Haas or Amgen are short of engineers. So uh, I worked to get um, seed funding in the budget to start the engineering program mechatronics at Channel Islands, and that program will be starting next year. And the reason that I was so passionate about it is not only because it will help our local businesses. You know, they have a very hard time attracting enough engineers because we none of the, our universities have engineering programs, but they have also have a hard time retaining because the cost of living is so high. So if we have our own homegrown engineers, they're much more likely to stay here and potentially start companies here. But secondly, Channel Islands is a, a Hispanic-serving institute, and it's, I think, 65% female. And those are both groups that are underrepresented in engineering, STEM kind of in general, but in engineering. And it's really a great career opportunity. It's a great way to reduce income gaps of, you know, between men and women or between underrepresented uh, minorities to be able to expose them right there at Channel Islands. For me, it was really a a win for uh, the community. Looking forward to hopefully getting that program expanded.
0: That's great. We've seen that theme play out a handful of other times as well, where you build a program at a higher education facility and you teach the students how to fit for jobs that are needed that we're having trouble feeling. Matt Levere was on the program talking about the Gibbs Trucking, a partnership with Ventura College teaching diesel mechanics. Our next clip comes with Greg Gillespie, Chancellor at Ventura County Community College District, and Matt LeVere. They're talking about the Gibbs Trucking Public-Private Partnership. Let's listen to these two interviews. The Gibbs Trucking story with Ventura College, I think, is a very neat story and perhaps a good model. Can you share with us what that story is and also some thoughts?
5: Yes, we were very fortunate with our diesel technology program to be able to meet A uh, industry need and demand for more diesel technologists and um, fortunately Gibbs truck centers were very supportive in partnering with us to provide financial support as well as the use of their facility for us to be able to partner together and train new diesel technologists and without that industry support we wouldn't have this new program that's training local individuals in our community for good-paying jobs supporting an important um, segment of our economy and you know with all of our career technical education programs they're as valuable and as relevant as they can be because of
0: strong partnerships with employers we talked about a public private partnership that you were really the instrumental part of putting together which is with ventura college and with gibbs Trucking. Share with our listeners what that was, how that came together,
6: and and how that works. Sure. And Chancellor uh, Gillespie's great. I mean, he really was uh, a key player in in making that partnership a reality. And it it really goes back to my friend uh, Ed Gibbs and I. Ed Gibbs and I have been friends for almost thirty years now, and we were sitting watching a Dodgers game about three years ago, and he was kind of complaining to me about the lack of diesel mechanics in the area. And I'll never forget this quote. He said, "Matt, I pay these guys eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year." And I can't find any of them. I can't find Mm. people to pay $90,000 a year to. I mean, I would hire seven tomorrow if they were out there. Mm. And at that point, I was somewhat of a new board member on the Ventura College Foundation and recognizing that Ventura College had an automotive mechanics program, but not a diesel element. And you know, clean diesel is really part of the future of the automotive industry, a lot of people say. So I went to the college the next day after my discussion with Ed and I said we have this automotive program what would it take to include a diesel element because I think I might have a pipeline for some rewarding careers for local kids the first thing i heard was wow that's uh that's a new curriculum that's a, a lot of red tape A big hurdle to get past. I mean, and that's what,
0: I think that's what most people hear. Because when you talk about private industry connecting with this public entities and education, usually there's a big hurdle to get past and it never goes anywhere. In this case, this now is a program. You guys dealt with it a few
6: years ago. It's a program. It just took, it really took commitment, true commitment from both sides of the aisle. It was the Gibbs Truck Centers and the Gibbs family committing, saying, we are going to give a million dollars to this program in both uh, cash and in-kind contributions. We're gonna commit, it's a lot of resources. And the college chain, we're gonna commit to making this a reality. We're gonna commit to cutting red tape. We're gonna commit to making this happen sooner, not later. These discussions started in January. And because of the hard work and the commitment from both sides, both the college, the foundation, Gibbs, the Gibbs family, in nine months, that program became a reality. It started, the first class launched last August, 26 slots open, 26 spots filled. Mm. Another full, full class a roster of kids this year, I mean, back-to-back full classes, and the Gibbs have promised to hire 50 people over the next several years, 50 graduates, and these kids are going to come out of Ventura College, two years, you know, limited school debt, and they're going to be making forty five fifty thousand $50,000 a year off the bat. Increasing that to 70, 80, $90,000 within five or six years. That's real money, even locally. These kids are going to get a chance to stay close to home, raise their families, make a good living. And it's just really exciting to think that, just, you know, it was an idea. It started with an idea. And with that, coupled with hard work and some commitment, it became a reality in such a short period of time.
0: We had three fantastic interviews with Kevin Costner, Stanley Mantooth, and Hussam Hishme talking about following your dreams, all of the opportunities here in the United States, and adult education. Let's listen to three clips from these interviews. The idea
7: that you're going to worry about what people think as you just try to find your own way is something that a lot of us have to shake off. And it was something I had to shake off. And I, and I had to come to it. And it was a break. It was a break from my parents. It was a break from everybody I knew. But it was, uh, it was just kind of somehow listening to the, it was just listening to my, myself and thinking, I don't want to grow up saying, I could have done that, I could have done this, I could have done that, I could have done this. Because in a way, I always felt that. When I looked at the world, I thought, I could do that. When I saw something, I said, I could try that. I was pretty fearless, and I actually scared my father, who only had the one job. He felt you get a job, you hold on to it. I felt that you go till something fills your heart and your hobby becomes your work.
0: That's a nice shift. That's a very nice shift. So is that the advice you give to people pursuing their dreams that you just, you know, you have to know what you want and go after it and kind of put aside maybe what other people are going to think about your decision to do that?
7: Yeah, Listen, you have to have a sense about yourself. Your dream can be as big as you want it. The people that tell you you can't do it, you, they just, you know, they're in between you and your dream, and you have to move away from that. You move away from the, you move to those people that find a way to encourage you, and you need to start to move away from people who begin to doubt you. And in the meantime, you have to know how to keep working. You can't, you know, just kind of sit, I'm not going to do anything until the really great thing happens to me. You just have to keep. You work, you gotta find that apricot orchard and you gotta, (laughs) you gotta go sell some apricots and you gotta do some other things and it's amazing the journey that you have by, uh, you know, knowing how to work, but working towards finding the right environment for you. Dreams are really, really important, and how you go about them is really important. They don't come to you sitting
0: still. From the educational side, what, what, what's the data or what is the feeling that you see as far as adult education, and, and how can people get more involved uh, as an adult with learning?
5: Mm -hmm. Well, we actually have a uh, countywide adult education consortium that all of the uh, school districts with high schools are part of. Um, And the very motto of our organization is commitment to quality education for all and for lifelong learning. Um, It just doesn't stop when you get out of school. And as fast as the world moves and evolves, you have to always be learning.
0: I agree. That's very well said.
5: I also think that, Mike, a lot of the jobs that we see now that are being done by human beings will be automated and people will be forced one way or another to be retraining themselves and acquiring new skills as the future unfolds.
8: He whips out a piece of napkin, writes a contract on it. We sign it and he walks away. We never, ever saw him again.
0: Wow. Wow. So that's a big risk. I mean, here you are. You have no money to buy this store. This store is going out of business. But you and your brothers, you say, hey, we want it. We'll take it. We're going to work super hard and make it work. Failure is not an option. We're putting everything into this. And it worked. Well, you you said the
8: magic word, risk. And when you're 19 you're starting life and don't have anything. There's nothing to lose. There's no risk. Right. you only, the only risk is you yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everything else is a positive. Whatever you're going to put, whatever you're going to make is going to be like the fruit of your your work. We worked really, really hard. We loved working the first year. I promise you, I was going to full time to school in L.A. Valley College while working like 70, 80 hours. No life whatsoever besides work and and school. And I don't know what how many nineteen-year-old would do such a thing. Everything shut off. You're just working. We paid our dues, I for sure.
0: Our final clip is with Susan Mulligan, the general manager of the Callegas Water Municipal District, and Mauricio Guardado from General Manager from United. We're talking about the State Water Project connecting East County and West County for state water. Also, they're talking about the Twin Tunnels up in the Delta. Let's hear what they have to say about this. What's your take on it and how should we look at it locally? It sounds like it's an important issue. Are you guys supporting it? Should we look at supporting it? Do you have an opinion on it?
9: Absolutely. Cayuga supports it strongly. And the reason we support it is it means fewer shortages. If we had had these tunnels, we wouldn't have had the shortages that we did over the last five years. And even more importantly, if there's an earthquake up in that area, the delta is full of levees and farms that are well below sea level for reasons we won't go into here. But uh, if there's an earthquake up there, it could become an inland sea and we will never get that water supply back. And we would have to build tunnels on an emergency basis, which could take six years. Us not having three-quarters of our water supply for six years is a scary prospect. That's less than what people need for health and safety. So it's a very important project for us. Many cities have signed on to this, the Ventura County Taxpayers Association, some of the Democratic clubs, Chambers of Commerce. We've got about 30 entities in Ventura County have signed on in support of this project, and uh, we feel it's a very important project.
0: And United certainly supports it. I mean, this effort uh, helps secure sustainability. And something that Susan was mentioning when it came to species and habitat and those issues that, that they're experiencing in the Delta, we have those very same issues here in Ventura County. And you know, when we talk about sustainability and the importance of, of this water fix, as a result of regulatory uh, restrictions, we could have diverted 20,000 more acre feet that otherwise went to the ocean. So when you lose that kind of water, you need to- Just this need, year. Just this year alone. Uh, you need to have an additional source of supply. And again, I I can't stress enough about having that sustainability uh, for future. That's a good note. So you both support the California Water Fix. And I think it's important to note many listeners, many people don't understand that there's such a, uh, we talk about water portfolio. There's so many different kind of ways to look at where water's coming from and how they all interrelate to each other. But when we talk about imported water, mainly we're talking about the Colorado River or river from Northern California coming through the Delta, the State Water Project. In those two sources, the State Water Project, the California Water Fix really is a solution that I think you guys are supporting, and much of the state should look at supporting for Southern California. Absolutely. It's critical.
9: Yeah, it's critical. And for our area, we have very little ability to get Colorado River water here. So for Ventura County, especially the State Water Project is is just existential for both of our agencies because United also gets water from the State
2: Project. Now it's time for the Nonprofit Spotlight with your host, Michael Anderson, on Big Money in the 805.
0: Nonprofit Spotlight, here's a local group we want you to know about, Nonprofit Spotlight. Today's Spotlight is brought to you by Era Energy, powered by safety, innovation, and community. We help keep California moving forward. Robin Britt is our guest today. She's the executive director of Community Conscience in Thousand Oaks. You can visit their website online, communityconscience.org. They are this week's Nonprofit Spotlight. Robin, thanks for being here today. Well, thank you. So I wanted to ask you a first question. Community Conscience is a unique nonprofit, and I love what you're doing. It's also known as a human services center. But share the backstory with our listeners that may not be familiar with Community Conscience. Tell us about that.
1: Community Conscience owns and operates a building in Thousand Oaks known as the Human Services Center, and it started in a similar political climate to what we have today, where there were budget cuts to nonprofits, also some tax reform where donations. Nonprofits were not the same as they were before. Many nonprofits in the area were going to have to close their doors. And some concerned citizens got together and interviewed the nonprofits in the Canejo Valley area and determined that rent in such an affluent area was a big expense for them and if they could take care of that expense for them would they be able to survive mm. so they opened up in the Jans Mall and in that first year they had uh, three government agencies which has always been a part of our success government agencies can pay rent and they provide valuable services and 14 nonprofit organizations were there 9000 people visited that first year and the city of Thousand Oaks took notice, the community took notice and decided to build the Human Services Center which was built for that purpose and opened in 1988. So this year we will be 30 years old. Currently we have 13 nonprofit organizations in our building. They have never paid rent. $250,000 a year is what they're saving in rent and that money can go towards their client programs and that allows them to thrive.
0: I mean that's really quite an impact. I would love to talk about all 13. We don't really have the time for that, but I know one of them, the Conejo Free Clinic. Can you tell us about that one and what they're doing?
1: Conejo Free Clinic provides free medical care and they provide free legal assistance and this week they've opened up their dental clinic. It's been two years in the making. Free dental care for people.
0: Your funds, I know the big fundraiser you guys do is coming up, and I want everybody to hopefully see if they can attend this or support it in some way, but on March third Saturday. You're hosting an awesome celebration, community gathering. It's the Mardi Gras Ball. Union Bank is a title sponsor, and Bob Engler and Helen Ross are the king and queen this year. So are tickets still available, or do they sell out?
1: Tickets are still available. They're $175 each. Tables of 10 are 1500 so that's a savings. Sponsorships are still available. You can find out about this on our website, communityconscience.org, and it's a Lovely event, gala, black tie, champagne reception, gourmet dinner, silent auction, live auction, all the proceeds to benefit the Human Services Center, our organization, providing the free rent for those 13 nonprofit organizations, making sure there's a place for people to find help and hope. And uh, the organizations share clients with each other. They maximize coordinating the services.
0: You guys are doing such a great thing in the community. This is your big fundraiser on March 3rd. They can get tickets online. Is it at your website, communityconscience.org?
1: There's information at our website, but you will need to call our office to get the tickets.
0: Okay, great. And that number for everyone listening
1: 805 494.
0: So you can call to get the tickets there. You can visit the website for more information. There's one other event coming up on February 27th. This is an Info Dine at Giant Bicycles Headquarters in Newberry Park. Can you tell us a little bit about that one?
1: Yes, that uh, event has great wine, craft beer, great food, and great people. The proceeds from that will benefit Community Conscience and One Spark Academy. Information about that can also be found on our website on the community news page. And there's a link there to register and purchase tickets.
0: Robin Britt, the Executive Director for Community Conscience in Thousand Oaks, is our nonprofit spotlight today. You can visit their website online at communityconscience.org. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you. Get ready to take some notes. It's time for the 2-Minute Drill with Michael Anderson on Big Money in the 805.
0: minute Drill. Grab a piece of paper and a pencil. It's time for today's 2-Minute Drill, brought to you by FamilyMoneyClass.com. You're never too young or too old to learn about money. Check out FamilyMoneyClass.com. Use the promo code KVTA to get a 50% discount. Let's talk about the idea of market timing. This is the idea that you can sell before the market goes down or buy before the market goes up. All of the financial books will tell you that it's very difficult to time the markets. Here's an example that I want to share with you. If someone had to invest and they invested in the S&P 500 index on March 31st, 1993, and they sold it 10 years later, so they had this for 10 years, they would have earned 8.5% each year. But... If they were out of the market for just 10 days, and these are the 10 biggest days that the S&P 500 had for those 10 years, what do you think the return would have been? Well, it would have been just 3.5%. So that's right, 59% of the total S&P 500's return over those 10 years was lost in just 10 days. I said that wrong. That's right. 59% of the total S&P 500's 10-year profit was earned in just 10 days. Now, if you missed those 10 days, you would have earned 3.5% each year instead of the 8.5% each year. So you don't want to try to time the market. The solution is time in the market. Now, if you have questions about your investing, or want to find a fee-only financial advisor, please check out napfa.org. That's the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. Or you can contact me directly. I'd be happy to have a no-cost initial consultation. My phone number is 805-665-3767. Or visit my website, maranatha.com. M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com.
2: You're tuned in to Big Money in the 805 with Michael Anderson. Now it's time for Michael to go to the mailbag and answer some questions from listeners.
0: Mailbag, we answer your questions about money and financial matters. Brought to you by Spanish Hills Country Club. Taste the elegance. Golf, athletic, and social memberships. Visit SpanishHillsCC.com or call Cindy, 805 388 5,000. Michael Palazzolo, certified financial planner and owner of Fintentional LLC. His office is in Detroit, Michigan, and he works with clients across the country. Michael's a NAPFA registered fee-only financial planner. He's a fiduciary. You can learn more online at his website, which is Fintentional.com. Fintentional is F-I-N-T-E-N-T-I-O-N-A-L com, Michael, thanks for being on the program today.
5: Well, you're welcome, Michael, and thank you for having me.
0: Let's jump into our first question. 98% of other financial advisors are not fee-only. Now, you are a fee-only planner. And what is fee-only when they say fee-only financial advisor? And how's that different from a normal financial advisor?
5: It's a very confusing uh, landscape out there with all the different terms. So what a Fee-only financial advisor is—they're um, an advisor that do not receive any fees or compensation, you know, based on the products they sell. So in theory, that should mean they have less conflicts of interest and allow them to provide, you know, more comprehensive advice. One of the side benefits of that is many fee-only planners use uh, low-cost index funds since they aren't worried about, you know, commissions, which usually will lead to lower investment cost cost for clients. You might be asking. Well, how would such an advisor get paid? There's a couple ways. They might be charging a percentage of the investments they manage. They could just charge a client by the hour. It might be a fixed project or even an ongoing subscription, kind of like a Netflix subscription. The other advisors you mentioned, they're usually fee-based or commission, and that means they might earn some or you know, all of their from products. And they also could be tied to a single broker or a custodian, which might limit the choices you know, when they're trying to give advice. And there's a little confusion out there. You might have heard I said the word fee-based, which is different than fee-only. A fee-based advisor might work on a fee basis only to give you a plan. And then when it's time to find products, implement that plan, they can kind of switch hats and start working as a commission-based advisors so there could be a little bit of a conflict of interest there one thing i wanted to point out too and i find this a lot talking to just prospective clients or people on the street many people working with a commission-based advisor uh, they don't know what they're paying for their services really hard to make a decision on you know am I getting good value for my money if you don't even know you know what you're paying and as you pointed out earlier um, you know, I am a fee-based advisor, a fee-only advisor, so I do have a slight bias, and I do earn all my fees just through projects or you know monthly
0: subscriptions. But that's interesting. You don't receive a commission for anything you do. The one thing I I think is fascinating. There's more information than ever before, but there's also more confusion than ever before, and even as you mention it, it's a little bit tricky. Our final question, what issues are you solving, and what is the outcome of the meetings and service you, you after working with people?
5: From my practice, most of my issues have to do with life transitions. The main one that everyone knows about, and I do see a lot, are you know, the typical retiree in their 60s getting ready to stop their paycheck, live off their portfolios, so they're looking for help with social security strategies. Um, pension option, you know, actually figuring out how to tap that portfolio. Or it could be, you know, younger couples, which I see too, or maybe one couple, one of the spouses wants to reduce work hours, have a better work-life balance, and they're trying to figure out how to be transitioned to living on a, a lower income for a while and you know, still
0: managing all of our goals. Michael Pelazzolo, certified financial planner, owner of Fintentional LLC. He's a registered NAPFA fee-only financial planner. He's a fiduciary, and you can learn more about him and his company online at Fintentional.com. Michael, thanks for being on the program today.
5: You're very welcome, and thanks for having me.
0: And thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. If you have questions for the mailbag, you can submit them online at Marinantha.com. Well, that does it for our show today. Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. Check us out on Facebook and iTunes. If you're liking the show, please give us a review. Special thanks to Greg Mock from GEICO Local Office, Dan Boyd from Boyd & Associates, our engineer Tom Spence at KVTA, and a very warm regards to one of our lawyers, listeners, Mr. Gerald Smith. If you have questions about the show or about your financial matters, you can always contact me online at maranantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com, or leave a message on my answering service, 805-665-3767. Have a great week and join us again next time. Hi, this is Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing, But with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. AllocationLink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. Please visit AllocationLink.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805-665-3767.